I'm sure by now that all of you are aware that we were under a stay-at-home order for about 80 days from late March through early June. Schools and businesses, offices, and even churches were forced to close their doors in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. This has been our reality since late March. The last time our church doors were open for worship was March 15th. And each of us has responded differently to that new reality. Some of us, not just those of us who call Trinity home, but those in our nation and around the world. Some of us have responded in fear. Some responded with defiance. Others responded with hopelessness or, or depression. Others still responded in anger and a host of other emotions. If we're honest, we each probably responded in all these ways at some point during the lockdown. Maybe even within the same day. But now the stay-at-home order has been lifted for almost three weeks and things are beginning to reopen again. And here we are, all responding differently again. Some say we're, respond, we're reopening too fast, while others feel that we're going too slow. Some say there are too many restrictions to the reopening, while others feel like we're reopening the wrong things. Some believe we need to focus on protecting the vulnerable, while others think we need to focus on protecting our freedoms. I'm not going to pretend to know who's right and who's wrong if there even is a right and wrong in a situation as complex and multifaceted as the one that we find ourselves in today. And that's without even touching on the political, economic, and racial issues that we're facing. But as I was reflecting on the doors that are reopening and what it means for Trinity to reopen our doors, the story of Noah and his family came to my mind. And as I thought about that story, I began to see some similarities between Noah's experiences and our own. But I also started to see some key differences. Before we get to those, though, let me kind of set the stage for you and catch you up to the passage that Kim read for us today. You can thank our staff for this recap. They wouldn't let me read all four chapters to you. But you should take some time and read through Genesis 6 through 9 if you didn't get a chance to look at that before the service. The book of Genesis picks up Noah's story in chapter 6. And Genesis tells us that following what is known as the fall, when Adam and Eve, Eve chose self and ate the fruit that God had told them not to eat, things had reached a point of almost complete wickedness. God was disappointed and troubled that people were using their free will for wickedness. So God decided to start over. He identified Noah as a righteous man in the midst of the corruption, lets Noah in on the plan, and invites him to participate with God in the plan by building the ark. And Noah chooses to trust God. He builds the ark. And God brings the animals, everyone goes inside, and then God shuts the door. The doors were closed to protect Noah and his family from the coming flood and to preserve life, both Noah's family and the gathered animals. God wasn't giving up on his creation or his mission. Similarly with COVID, we've had to close our doors to protect people and to preserve life. Life particularly human life, 
is a high value for our life-giving God and should be a high value for God's people. Our physical bodies matter. They're part of who we are. We weren't created only as souls that happen to be randomly assigned to these earthly shells until we die and go to heaven and can get on with the real business of eternal life. We are created as embodied souls. Our soul and our body are, are intimately fused. We even affirmed earlier when we said the Apostles' Creed that we believe in the resurrection of the dead. When Christ comes again in glory and we are raised unto new life, we are going to be raised bodily as embodied souls. And that is how we will spend eternity with God in the new heaven and the new earth. Human life is a high value for us. And so we've closed our doors because of COVID. I know, Lowe's is still open. I've been there for some lockdown projects. And, and Target's still open. Meg's been there for whatever women go to Target for. But their values are different from ours. The church exists to be a source of life, not to make a profit. So our doors have been closed to protect people and to preserve life. But that doesn't mean we've given up on our mission. We're still worshiping. We're still engaging in study and with one another through Zoom. People are learning to walk more closely with Jesus, even though our doors are closed. That said, I can't wait for the day when we can safely open our doors for worship again. But we're not there yet. If you look at the numbers and dates of the months that are referenced in chapters 7 and 8 of Genesis, you'll find that Noah and his family and all those animals were shut up in the ark for a year and 10 days. Now, I can't imagine being shut up in an ark with my family and all those animals for over a year. We've been at this lockdown for a hundred days and I can't imagine doing it with even just my family and our two dogs. The lockdown for Noah's family and for us has been a period of waiting, of hiddenness. We've been staying behind closed doors to survive the chaos taking place outside those doors. Now let me be very clear. I'm not saying that the COVID outbreak has been sent by God as a punishment for sin, like the flood was. However, I do think that God has wanted to use the opportunity to speak to us about our priorities. When all the busyness of life is forced to quiet down, there's an opportunity for God's still, small voice to be heard. A lot of people I talk to are, are rethinking their family commitments and recapturing a sense of what it means to be together as a family. Others are looking at how hard they've been driving, realizing what it's cost them, and they're asking, for what? If we're willing to ask and listen for an answer, I think there are some things God wants to say to each of us through this time. Finally, we get to the section that Kim read for us today, and the doors of the ark are reopened. But it wasn't until the danger had passed. The doors didn't reopen after the 40 days of rain. The water had to recede, and the ark had to find a resting place, and the land had to dry out. When I was a kid, there was a, a man-made lake back behind our house where I used to go fishing with my little brother. And one day, the dam failed, and the lake went back to just being a stream. In just a couple weeks, 
the lake bed went from being empty and muddy to being filled with reeds and cattails, and my brother and I thought it would be a good time to go exploring. Needless to say, we ended up stuck in the mud up to our thighs. Lesson learned. It takes a while for land that was submerged to dry out again. Now, I'm not saying that our doors are going to need to be closed for a year, like Noah's were. But there are multiple factors that have to be considered, and we've got to be smart. When the danger had passed, and the doors of the ark finally did open, they reopened to a new world. The landscape had changed. Dynamics between people and animals had changed. The ark didn't come to rest on the same spot that it started out from. The world was full of new realities and new possibilities. Things were different. Now, I'm afraid I need to tell you something that many of you probably don't want to hear. No matter how long we wait to open our doors at Trinity, we can't go back to normal. The world, like Noah's world, has changed during our lockdown. If we're waiting until things can go back to normal, we're going to be waiting forever. However, we will go to the next normal. I won't even call it the new normal because chances are things are going to change again over the next year. We need to accept that things have changed. And some of those changes are good changes uh, that we need to embrace. And others are going to be less than good. Maybe even bad choices. And we're going to need to adapt to those as well. One thing that hasn't changed was the mission. God gave Noah and his family the same mission that he had given to Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply. They had played a role in building the ark and they still had a role to play in God's plan for the world. Even though their context had changed, the mission remained the same. So what about us? What are we supposed to do with the fact that some of our doors are reopening, but not all of them are yet? What do we do until all the doors are reopened? Do we have to just sit inside and wait like Noah? No. That's the big difference between us and Noah, between COVID and the flood. Noah had to wait for the doors to reopen, but because of the technological world we live in today, we don't have to wait. I think there are three things we need to do right now as we wait for all the doors to reopen. Number one, we need to continue to trust God. God is not limited by the doors of the church. He's still working even while the doors are closed. This isn't wasted time for God. Like I said earlier, some of these changes that are happening are good and needed changes. The question is whether God is not the question is not whether God is working at this time, but if we are ready and willing to let him work. God is here with us while the doors are closed, and God will be with us when all the doors are reopened. He is the God of whom we sang, "Great is thy faithfulness." We need to continue to trust God. Number 2 we need to continue to worship God. I don't think it was a coincidence that the first thing Noah and his family did when the doors were open 
was to worship God. But we don't have to wait until the doors are open to worship. We're doing it now. We've been doing it this whole time. Now, is online worship the same as in-person worship? No. But we can still gather our hearts in worship of the one who has been faithful and will be faithful. The one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Our God is not limited by the doors of the church. And thankfully, neither is our worship of God. We've got to continue to trust God and we've got to continue to worship God. Finally, number three, while we wait for all the doors to reopen, we need to fulfill the mission. Noah had to wait to fulfill the mission. That ark was full enough. But we don't have to wait. And fulfilling the mission still means reproduction. Now, I'm not talking about quarantine babies, although we love babies, and I look forward to baptizing some quarantine babies in the future. I'm talking about making disciples who make disciples. Before Jesus returned to the Father, he told his disciples in Matthew 28 to make disciples. Make disciples as you're going. Make disciples as you're teaching them. Make disciples as you're baptizing them. Make disciples. Full stop. But you know what you need to make disciples? You need disciples. It's just like in nature. We reproduce in kind. So if we're going to fulfill the mission and make disciples, re resilient disciples, I would add, then we have got to be disciples. And we don't have to wait for the doors to open to do that. You know how to do this. We just spent six weeks talking about what this looks like. Take this time you have and, and develop your intimacy with Jesus. Grow your muscles of cultural discernment. Shout out to all the mama bears who are out there doing that on Wednesday night. Jump on Zoom or FaceTime or pick up the phone and start building some meaningful intergenerational relationships. Pray about how God might want to use you in your workplace, even from a distance, to speak some peace and hope in the midst of everything that's going on in the world. And then participate in some countercultural mission, like building an ark. And find a place where you can use your hands or your voice or your presence to make a difference for the kingdom of God in the world. We recently had a meeting of the Administrative Council in which it was decided that even though we have government permission to do so, and even though other churches are doing it, it's not quite time to reopen the doors of Trinity for worship yet. Now, the church in Corinth had a struggle over an issue of freedom and conscience similar to ours. In chapter 10 of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, he wrote them these words, which I think apply to our current situation quite well. He wrote, beginning in verse 23, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. I may feel freedom to meet in person for worship with masks on, 
while you may not. I may feel it a matter of conscience to continue to stay at home and socially distance, while you may not. Just as we all have responded differently to the stay-at-home order and the reopening, we are all at different places about when and how we should reopen the doors for worship. It's okay for us to have different opinions and convictions, so long as we're willing to lay down our rights and our good for the sake of the good of others. One day, all the doors are going to be reopened including the doors of Trinity. But at this point, I can't tell you when that date will be. In the meantime, we need to continue to trust God. We need to continue to worship God. And we need to continue to fulfill the mission of reproducing disciples. Would you pray with me? God, these are hard days for so many reasons. And we don't necessarily know how to respond well to all that's going on in our world. And so we pray that you would help us. Give us wisdom. Give us compassion. Give us courage. Give us all that we need to make the right decisions for our lives, for our families, for our church, for our community. Lord, help us to think well, and then to act well. Help us, as Paul said, to be willing to seek not our own good, but the good of others. Help us to be faithful, as you've been faithful, to continue to trust you, to continue to worship you, and to continue to do all that we can to fulfill the mission you've given us of reproducing disciples. God, you haven't stopped working in the midst of this lockdown, and you're calling us to continue to partner with you in mission. And so we want to do all that we can do, and we ask that you would help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.